Tonight, Behold the Web Weaver, Buy the Bat Nipple Suit, Lord Deck Season 3 is Grogu a Gremlin, and remember Larry Storch, Monty Norman, Tony Sirico, and James Kahn. All then more on this edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 168 of Multiverse Tonight. I'm, of course, your host, Thomas Townley. And, uh, well, don't have much to begin with. It's hotter than hell outside. We're looking at temperatures, oh, about 107. And the hundreds all week long. So, you know, if you got got work outside, keep, uh, keep an eye on yourself. Make sure you get plenty of water, plenty of rest. Uh, personally, I chipped my tooth, my front tooth, uh, well, the cap came off, I should say. I chipped it a long time ago. I chipped it probably about 30 years ago, at least. But, uh, yeah, the cap came off my front tooth, so I got to go to the dentist today. So that's pretty much my, pretty much my afternoon, but uh, enough about me. Let's go on to the Marvel Comics News. We begin Marvel Comics news today with the spin-off of Hawkeye Echo, which will be bringing back not only Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, but Charlie Cox's Daredevil as well. Kingpin will be the guardian of Echo, a.k.a. Maya Lopez, who, who however, Kingpin killed her father. In Echo, Maya returns to New York as a gang leader and reconnects with her Native American roots. Ironheart has been added, has added Alden Einreich, Einreich from Star Wars Solo to the cast. Now, what the role will be is unknown at the point at this time. The series will follow Riri, a teenage girl and genius inventor who goes on to create the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. And since Iron Man is pushing up daisies, you know, she'll be much better than him. Marvel is celebrating the 60th edition, 60th anniversary of Spider-Man with the Beyond Amazing global campaign. The campaign is filled with Product offerings, pop-up experiences, special variant covers, fan events, an exhibit at San Diego Comic-Con, video game releases, and much more. Now, while over on the publishing side, expect to find a new Spider-Man series from iconic creators Dan Slott and Mark Bagley, alongside new Sp- a new Spider-Verse event that promises to mark the end of the multiverse saga. Spider-Man's Beyond Amazing campaign runs through December and features offerings from companies like uh, Keith, now, the program, the Beyond Amazing Variant cover, cover program, will highlight key moments from Spider-Man's history across comics and other media. The exhibition at San Diego Comic-Con will, will be there, as well as Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered and Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales being launched on PC for the first time. And the Keith Collection, which uh, is out now, will feature a specially designed apparel by iconic, um, based on the iconic wall crawler, including knit sweaters, Cotton fleece hoodies and a range of vintage washed long sleeve and short sleeve t-shirts. 
Now, uh, the collection will also be made, will be made available at Keith, Aspen, Hawaii, Los Angeles, Miami, Paris, and Tokyo locations, as well as uh, shops like Selfridges, Bergdorf, Goodman, and Hirschleifers. Now, there will also be stuff from other uh, other uh, licensees as well, including Hasbro, Funko, the Lego Group, Jazzwares, Pez Candy, Mad Engine, Sea Life, J. Franco, BioWorld, Citizen, and Adidas. Now, now uh, that sounds like a lot of stuff. So uh, get out there and find it. Marvel is introducing its first gay Spider-Man in Edge of Spider-Verse number 5, called The Web Weaver. Created by Steve Fox and Chris Enka, Web Weaver is billed as a not-so-mild fashion designer, Van Dyne, who will show us a very different kind of Spider-Slayer once he gets his powers. Unquote. Now, uh, while details surrounding Spider-Slayer's Slayer's civilian identity still remains a mystery, Fox took to Twitter to tease that the character will be a unique step in terms of LGBTQ plus representation, saying, quote, Something I realized immediately when conceiving Web Web Weaver is that he can't and shouldn't represent all gay men. No single character can. His fearless femme identity is central to who he is, and it's not the story which you can which you can experience for yourself in September. Unquote. Daniel Kalua will not be back for the Black Panther sequel Black Panther sequel Wakanda Forever. The Hollywood Reporter and Rotten Tomatoes confirmed that Kalua, who will be seen in Jordan Peele's thriller Nope, who played was Wakaba, the best friend to T'Challa and the hunt and the husband of Okoyo, uh, played by Dania Grua. Who, will, who is expected to return for the sequel, Wakanda Forever. Now, Kalua told uh, Rotten Tomatoes that he had to back out due to scheduling conflicts with the Peel movie, which is due out in theaters this month. Now, Black Panther 2 has been plagued by setbacks. There was the death of Chadwick Boseman on, in August of 2020. The movie then had to be delayed further by the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, let, let star Letitia Wright had to be had the, to uh, had suffered an injury while filming a sequence involving a stunt rig in Boston back in August. Now production then was shut down after the uh, Wakanda Forever team filmed as much as they could without Wright while she continued to heal at her home. Now at this time, it is reported that M- Mabeka character Winston Duke. As, will be taking on an expanded role in the in the Panther myth, mythos. As of now, Wakanda Forever is still dated for November 11th, 2022. So, time is ticking. Let's go on to the DC Comics news. The Flash's Danielle Panabaker has announced the birth of her second child. Now, she announced via social media with a pic of herself holding baby socks. She didn't announce the name or gender of the child or exactly when the child was born, but she did write, quote, baby is healthy and happy and we're basking in all the love, unquote. Now, Panna Baker announced the pregnancy back in January. Multiverses, the Warner Brothers Super Smash Brothers type game, will be coming out in open beta on July 26th. The Multiverse open beta will be available on PlayStation, Xbox, as well as PC for full cross-play and cross-progression support. Best of all, those who want to take part, the open beta will also be free to play as well. Now, for those who want to play before everyone else during the early access period, you'll be automatically invited if you are part of the closed alpha, which took place previously, or if you want a shot, you can perhaps score an access through Twitch drops. 
Now, this only requires you to watch a 60-minute video of multiverse gameplay after the early access period begins on July 19th. Now, while an hour may seem like a long time to watch, it's not much in comparison to some of the other games Twitch drops. George Clooney's Batman suit, you know, the one with the bat nipples, is up for auction. Heritage Auctions has listed the bat suit from Batman Robin at $40,000. Heritage Auctions Executive Vice President Joe Madalini wrote in a statement, quote, This is easily the most famous and most infamous Batman costume ever designed, as evidenced by the fact that all these years later, it continues to make headlines every time t- Tim Burton and George Clooney get asked about it. But to his credit, Joel Schumacher never apologized for the bad nipples. In fact, he once told Vice, I'm still glad we did it. And I am just as glad we have the chance now to offer this piece of cinema history to someone who can appreciate the costume as much as Schumacher clearly did. Unquote. Now let's go on to the Star Trek news. Now, it's been kind of quiet in Star Trek programming since Strange New Worlds had their season finale. So, in the meantime, head on over and watch the Orville New Horizons on Hulu during this downtime. So, uh, what's next? The third season of Star Trek Lower Decks will be coming out on August 25th. Paramount Plus released the date and a poster that was an homage to Star Trek III The Search for Spock's movie poster with uh, some information about the new season saying, quote, It challenges the USS Cerritos ensigns in hilarious ways they would never imagine, starting with the shocking resolution for Season 2's epic cliffhanger finale. So, what changes can we expect for some of the Lower Decks crew? Executive producer Mike McMahon told told Loper told Looper in an interview that, quote, Rutherford, on Rutherford, we will be learning more about his backstory and how he got the implant this season in a really fun way. On Tendi, she's got this new gig, which is instead of being full medical, she's being swapped over to the senior science officer training program. On Boimler, season three sees Boimler taking a different path where he becomes a little bit more confident, our Boimler. It earns him some respect, but it also takes him into some tough spots, too. Will Discovery go seven seasons, or will it continue past that? Or will it end with season six? Who knows? Uh, currently, they're working on season five, and star Sonequa Martin-Green told Radio Times, quote, Well, the show is definitely rolling forward, thankfully. There haven't been talks about the endgame yet. We talk a lot about things that we still want to see, or at least that they share with me ideas they have. I talked to about things I would like to see, not just with Burnham, but with others, and with the story as a whole. There is forward thinking, absolutely, and there's foresight being applied, absolutely. But thankfully, we're not having endgame conversations yet, unquote. Now let's go on to the Star Wars news. Gremlins director Joe Dante doesn't think much of Grogu from The Mandalorian. In fact, he thinks the little green guy is too much like the Mogwai from his 1984 classic movie, Gremlins. He told the San Francisco Chronicle, quote, I think the longevity of the Gremlins films is really key to this one character, Gizmo, who is essentially like a baby. Which brings me, of course, to the subject of Baby Yoda, who's completely stolen and is just out-and-out copied. Shamelessly, I would think, unquote. 
Now, uh, let's uh, take a look here. Let's see. Both are short with big eyes and big ears. However, one is green. One is fuzzy. One is based on a Muppet. The other isn't. I think they're similar, but it's definitely not a copy. I think he's kind of reaching here for, uh, you know, relevance. So, you know, yeah. Anyway, one of the next Star Wars series that probably won't have Baby Yoda in it, a skeleton crew has started production. The show was first announced at this year's Star Wars Day. Now, what is known about it is that Spider-Man Home Trilogy director John Watts will be shaping it and that Jude Law will be starring in it. Now, we do know that it is about, quote, a story about a group of kids about 10 years old from a tiny little planet who accidentally get lost in the Star Wars galaxy. And it's the story of their journey trying to find their way home. We liked the idea of using kids to give you a different perspective and see the galaxy through a different pair of eyes, unquote. Now, this sounds, uh, you know, there's a lot of similar things out there. Star Trek Prodigy comes to mind. But, uh, you know, it's always interesting to see different takes on, you know, on a a known universe. So uh, we'll look forward to this. Now, let's go on with some geek news. We'll be back after a quick break. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your, in your little, you mean? Yeah, yeah. We all, we all artists over here, man. I'm trying, all right? Yeah, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. Yeah. We all artists, man. We go, you feel me? We gonna have this like, Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. This I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I gotta lie, don't play with it. Play with it. No. Take that shit serious. And uh, we begin geek news today with uh, the Lilo and Stitch movie getting a live action remake. Now, the remake will be made by Dean Fleischer Camp, the filmmaker behind indie darling Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Chris uh, Kekanokalani Bright is in final negotiations to pin the script. Now, the move gets the, the move gets the project, which will be a Disney feature for Disney Plus, back into the water. Now, Stitch was first thrown into ve- development back in 2018 with up-and-comer Mike Van Wees uh, writing the screenplay. Dan Lin and Jonathan Eric of Writer of Writeback are producing. Lilo is intended to be a live-action CG hybrid, a form that Fleischer Camp has a proven facility with. You know, I never really sat down and watched that movie all the way through. It's it just wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, it's a cute character and all, so uh, you know, more power to it. Warner Brothers' Salem's Lot movie has been pushed back. The movie has been moved back to April 21st, 2023. Veteran horror scribe Gary Doberman, best known for writing the It films and helming Annabelle Comes Home, will be directing a cast that includes Louis Pullman, Mackenzie Lay, Alfre Woodard, John, ben- John Benjamin Hickey, Bill Camp, Jordan Preston Carter, and Palou Asbeck. King published Salem's Lot back in 1975, a year before he was born. The book centers on an author who returns to his hometown only to discover townspeople 
are slowly being turned into vampires. So Hila Yukob has joined the cast of Warner Brothers and Legendary, Legendary Pictures' Dune Part 2. Yukob will join the all-star ensemble that includes Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, and Josh Brolin, who are all expected to reprise their roles, as well as Florence Pugh, Christopher Walken, and Austin Butler, who were also recently announced. Denis Villeneuve is back to write, direct, and produce, with Jim John Spates returning to co-write. Yukob will play... Sh- We'll play we'll Shi Shakali. Legendary had uh, no comment on this news. Now, production is expected to start this fall with the film set to come out on October 20th, 2023. Beavis and Butthead are back. <laughs> Paramount Plus is set, has set an August premiere date for Mike Judge's Beavis and Butthead and has also released the official trailer for the new adult animated series. Now, it will launch on Paramount Plus on Thursday, August 4th in the U.S., and will be available to stream internationally in all territories where the service is available. Mike Judge's Beavis and Butthead comes comes on the heels of the recently released Paramount Plus original film, Beavis and Butthead to the Universe, which is currently streaming. Actor Stephen Ewan and director Bong Joon-ho are are reuniting for Ho's new sci-fi thriller from Warner Brothers. The movie, is yet untitled, is based on Mickey Seven, a novel by author Edward Aston, which is described as Andy Weir's The Martian meets Blake Crouch's Dark Matter. It centers on Mickey Seven, a man on an expedition to colonize the ice world Niflheim. Niflheim. This expendable employee takes jobs too risky for anyone else, and when he dies, he regenerates as a clone with most of his memories intact. When Mickey Seven is presumed dead, he returns to the mission's base only to see that a new clone, Mickey Eight, has already taken his place. Ewan will join the cast that includes Robert Pattinson, Naomi Aki, Mark Ruffalo, and Tony Collette. Joe Perry will talk with you no more. The series Joe Perry Talks With You will come to an end on Adult Swim. Now, the series, which had 11-minute episodes, launched in 2018 and started as an animated short followed by a live-action short. The third season aired between November and December 2021. It followed mild-mannered Para as a fictional version of himself living in Michigan and teaching choir at a middle school. This lo-fi series saw him talk to the audience, Mr. Rogers-style, about mundane subjects such as breakfast and ironing. The Emmy nominations are out, and Succession was the top winner of the nomination race, with a total of 25 total nominations. Squid Game came in second with 14 nominations. Stranger Things received 13. Moon Knight came away with 8. What We Do in the Shadows came away with 7. Loki had 6. And the Star Trek and Star Wars shows came away each with a handful of nominations. I'll have a complete list in the show notes. Some sad news. Pat McCollum, the co-founder and longtime editor-in-chief of Wizard Magazine, has passed away. During this time, during his time at Wizard, McCollum was well-liked not among just the staff, but also comics industry professionals as well, which was not always the case with Wizard staffers, given the magazine's larger-than-life personality and reputation. Later, McCollum established himself as the source of calm among the often chaotic DC editorial staff. Garib Sheamus, who co-founded Wizard with McCollum in 1991, wrote online that McCollum was one of the most creative and imaginative people I have ever known. We connected recently and shared some funny stories and hoped we could do more. 
We all created so much magic together, unquote. He also also called McCollum's death hard to process. Now, in 1991, McCollum worked at a comic book shop owned by Seamus' parents and was responsible for the shop's in-store newsletter. Soon, he and Seamus decided to publish it as a magazine available for purchase to the general public, and Wizard, the comics magazine, was born. The magazine was a cultural juggernaut in the 90s, outselling almost every comic book it reported on, and became the main source for fanboy news in the years immediately preceding the internet. Among the features McCollum created and championed was Twisted Mago Theater, later called Twisted Toy Fair Theater. That uh, feature served as the inspiration for the long-running adult sim series Robot Chicken. Actor Larry Storch passed away. The actor, best known for the role of Goofy Corporal Agarn on the classic TV series F Troop, which only lasted two seasons but would become a cult classic in reruns. As Agarn, Storch was the wild-eyed partner and protege of Forrest Tucker's wily Sergeant O'Rourke, who often schemed with Frank Dakova's Chief, Chief Wild Eagle to fleece unsuspecting visitors, and, and was uh, under the thumb of Ken Berry's Captain Parmenter, of, who was Fort Courage's clueless commander. Storch's credits also include Funny Valentine, Sweet Sixteen, Sex and the Single Girl, SOB, Airport, Treasure Island, and Oliver Twist. And on TV, he guest starred on such shows as Married with Children, Archie Bunker's Place, Trapper John, MD, Fantasy Island, Chips, The Love Boat, Get Smart, Love American Style, Gilligan's Island, and Car 54, Where Are You? His many theater roles... Ranged from playing the brutal, de- brutal detective in 1983's Broadway revival of Porgy and Bess to Chief Sitting Bull in the 2000 revival of Annie Get Your Gun with Reba McIntyre. Storch also served in the Navy in World War II. Larry Storch died of natural causes in his New York apartment on July 9th. He was 99 years old. Composer Monty Norman passed away on July 11th, 2022 after a short illness. Norman most famously composed the score for Dr. No, the 1962 James Bond film starring Sean Connery. His theme for James Bond, as arranged by fellow Englishman John Barry, would go on to become the theme for the entire franchise. Norman also wrote the songs heard on the Dr. No soundtrack, including Underneath the Mango, Underneath, Under the Mango Tree that Ursula Andress sang as she emerged from the ocean. He also wrote Kingston Calypso and Jump Up on Location. The theme... For James Bond would only emerge months later as Norman struggled to write the dramatic score later in London. As he, as he later said in life, he adapted the tune he'd written for an unproduced musical based on V.S. Nepal's A House for Mr. Biswas. The song, Bad Sign, Good Sign, which he sang on an album many years later with sitar accompaniment, contained the seeds of the Bond theme. Norman is survived by his second wife, Rena, and his and daughter, Monty Norman was 94 years old. Actor Tony Sirico has passed away. Tony is best known for playing mobster Peter Paul Wal- Paul Polly Walnuts Gultieri on HBO's hit, so- hit show The Sopranos. Sirico's Polly Walnuts, an over-the-top but funny foot soldier to James Gandolfini's Tony Soprano, had one-liners like no one else and was a, sh- a Sopranos scene-stealer scene from the start. Sirico balanced Polly's menace with his deadpan humor and his penchant for malapropisms, once calling Sun Tzu, Sun Tasu, later referring and referring to the philosopher as the Chinese Prince Machabelli. 
Sirico appeared on all six seasons of The, of the Sopranos after he initially auditioned for the role of Uncle Junior. Now, as a youth, he was arrested 28 times, starting at the age of seven, before he finally got into acting. He made his acting debut as an extra in the 1974 mobster drama Crazy Joe alongside Henry Winkler. Now, that film preceded Sirico's countless layer roles as gangsters and criminals in such shows as Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas to Woody Allen's Bullets Over Broadway. He also appeared in a number of Woody Allen's other films, including Cafe Society and Mighty Aphrodite. And in 2013, had a story arc on Family Guy as the replacement for Brian Vinny. Sirico is sur- survived by his two children, Joanne Sirico Bello and Richard Sirico, as well as grandchildren, siblings, nieces, nephews, and other relatives. Tony Sirico was 79 years old. And finally tonight, actor James Caan passed away. Now, James Caan is best known for his role as Sonny Corleone in The Godfather. Caan almost didn't get to play that part that would become his signature role. Paramount had originally cast him as the younger brother Michael and Carmine Caridi as Sonny. But Coppola, who had directed Khan in The Rainmaker, in The Rain People in 1969, insisted that only, Cop- only Khan could do the part, the justice to the character. Now, Khan also acted in movies like The Gambler, Rollerball, Silent Movie, Alienation, Dick Tracy, Misery, Elf, Get Smart, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and with its sequel, and appeared on TV shows like Get Smart, The Simpsons, News Radio, Family Guy, and Hawaii Five O. He was nominated for the Golden Globe and Emmy and the Academy Award, but only ever won a Saturn Award for his role in Rollerball. James Caan was 82 years old. And that brings us to the end of this edition. Now, please check us out on social media. We're at Twitter at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute us financially to the show, check our show notes, visit our Tee Public store, and so much more. Head on over to multiversetonight.com. If you're a subscri- subscriber, thank you very much. Be sure to ch- share us with your friends, your family. Heck, share us with your enemies. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe, leave some feedback, and let us know how we're doing. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching this edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two weeks with more sci-fi and comic book news. Now, please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions, copyright 2022. All rights reserved. This podcast is part of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. Find out more about our other podcast at popgoestheculture.com. <laughs>